0: Hey, one more thing before you go. Christmas is all about family and friends, traditions, food, music, dance, presents, and so much more. As I promised, this week is all about Christmas. And in this episode, part two of three, the finale will air on this Friday, Christmas Eve. We're going to continue to explore some of my guest's favorite Christmas or Hanukkah memories, traditions from all over the world and what the holiday means to them. In this second holiday episode, we have a conversation with three unique individuals. Brianna J. Baker, a podcast host with her husband, called The Resilient Heart Podcast. Ashley Jackson Thompson, we've had her on the program before. She's another podcast host. She's an author and a unique event planner, as well as David Black. He's a Jewish actor, producer, and a filmmaker who lives in Australia. He has a unique memory of celebrating Christmas as well as Hanukkah, So stay tuned and stick with us for the rest of this week because I'm going to share with you me and my wife's favorite Christmas memoirs and a little bit of history about Christmas origins. We're also going to talk to a woman from Austria who's got a very unique tradition that they do in Austria, which is a little bit different than we do here in the United States. So I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I did. Hi, welcome back. Uh, this is the day two of our Christmas stories, memories, and specials. And I am very happy to bring on my next guest, Breonna Baker. She's a millennial. She's married to Quentin Baker. And together they created the Resilient Love Podcast as an outlet to provide tips on marriage and life experiences. The couple focuses on making connections that help to build community And when they're cultivating communication they create a stronger and a more resilient connection that allows for us all to grow as one and welcome to the show brianna
1: thank you so much i'm so excited to be here
0: you know this is the holiday season and and i love sharing positive messages to people and positive experiences and i think uh we're going to talk about your podcast here in a little bit but uh, I I think you can bring that to us. So let's let's talk about Christmas.
1: Yes, you know that song, "Christmas Just Ain't Christmas Without the One You Love." And you know, last Christmas was actually a challenging Christmas because I was just getting over COVID. So I look at Christmas now as one of those monumental moments of celebrating the ones that you love. Because again, this can be also a challenging time because you miss the ones you love. But you know, one particular memory that comes to mind uh, more of a highlight is when I was younger, and I was always the one to wake up everybody the night before Christmas my mother and I would make cookies sit them out with a little note for Santa and I felt so special because when I woke up they were gone they, you know the cookies were gone the milk was gone I was like he really came and he brought a lot of stuff that year <laughs> but as you fast forward through life you know you realize the value of just being with family and creating those cherished memories and you know as, as time progressed on, you know, I would then have music playing in the background. I was waking up everybody, and then my mother would cook us breakfast. My dad was just cracking jokes in the living room, and my siblings and I were just enjoying one another. So, you know, Christmas for me is just that awesome time of the year to just slow down and just make those cherished memories last for a lifetime.
0: I have to agree with you. Uh, Family, I I think over the years Christmas has kind of got more commercialized and Mm -hmm. and we got lost. Family got lost and the closeness got lost and uh, fortunately and unfortunately over the last couple of years I think that people have recognized the need for uh, being grateful for who we have in our lives and how they're in our lives and, uh, and family all the way around. I'm sorry that you had COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. I understand, but you know it's so. I'm just so thankful to be here and be able to chat with you. You know, because I, I there is one more thing to share. That's why I'm still here today to share it with you.
0: <laughs> well, exactly, one hundred percent. So, what what part of the country do you live in?
1: Uh, United States and North Carolina.
0: North Carolina. Did you grow up in North Carolina?
1: Yes, born and raised in a well,
0: small town, Kinston. So now I'm going to ask you this because I, I've asked my other guests this. We, we all across the states have our certain traditions, even state to state. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. do you guys have any particular traditions for Christmas that uh, you 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 want to share?
1: Um just getting the uh tree together um you know sometimes you have those storylines of a big tree lighting but in our state um in our capital raleigh there is actually a a light show that happens at dorothea dick's um sunflower field and so right now the sunflowers are not out but they have created such an awesome maze that you can drive through and enjoy the lights of the city. So that's one thing that we we definitely do here. We love the lights, light shows all around, any city, any town.
0: <laughs> that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, This year, for some reason, I don't know why, but this year, our whole neighborhood kind of decided to get on the bandwagon and uh, everybody's lit up maybe except for a <laughs> couple of houses <laughs> we should walk them around and make them feel guilty say Where are right
1: like you did not get on board
0: <laughs> uh, that's funny you guys have any uh christmas meal like traditions what kind of food
1: oh um honestly a lot of times it's one of those repeats so what we have for thanksgiving it's like a repeat for christmas but this year i'm cooking um and so we're gonna have uh fried chicken and salisbury steak mashed potatoes mac and cheese string beans like the whole nine and my husband wants a red velvet cake so yeah
0: <laughs> this works yeah i'm coming to your house for christmas <laughs>
1: hey come on down
0: <laughs> i grew up in an italian environment so there's pasta mm-hmm. and there's you know a fish or or meat of some type and a uh, wine in, you know, salad, and live, laugh, love, you know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So it works. Yes. It works.
0: works. (laughs) Yeah, so it was kind of fun. But he Mm -hmm. talked about the ham. He says, from a a child, him and his father would go back into this hall or one particular one. That was the one they went to because it was the best ham. And they'd get their ham and they'd bring it out, and then that would be their Christmas dinner every year and he's done it ever since.
1: Oh, wow, that is a nice tradition.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you still have family, like your father, your parents or your grandparents?
1: Yes, um, parents are still here. Both grandmothers are here. Um, My brother, my sister, my nieces and nephew, um, and then my husband and his extended family as well. Did
0: you guys all spend it together?
1: Yes. Um. The tradition is to meet up at my parents' house, and then we go to my grandmother's house, and then we begin to go to the other houses. We almost do like a a Christmas tour, is what we call it. <laughs> that works. And you get everybody to see all the gets. Yes, everybody gets a hey, how you doing from the bakers.
0: <laughs> this works. <laughs> uh, so any any of the memories that you can think of stick out.
1: Um, well, uh, going back to your question about North Carolina traditions, um, we have the Nut Nutcracker that is done by our Carolina Ballet, and oh, so yeah. that actually is streamed on one of the local news networks for like the first couple of hours of Christmas, um, and then we also have like, uh, yeah, that's the main thing that I want to share because I would I love the Nutcracker, so that's. That's personal. I love the Nutcracker, so I watch it. I like the ballet of it, so yeah.
0: The ballet was. I I can tell you. I'm proud to say that I played Dresselmeyer with my daughters oh. in the Nutcracker ballet back wow. on the Colorado. <laughs> four years in a row.
1: Mm. So, so I had You did a great job
0: of, of doing that, and and doing it with my kids. Well, that's a good tradition. Adults now, but I still call them kids.
1: They always be your kids. (laughs) Always my kids. Always my baby
0: girls.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: So you have a, let's talk about your podcast real quick. I know you have a a brilliant podcast called Resilient Hearts.
1: Yes. I love Resilient Love. You know, Resilient Love podcast started literally, it's okay. Love is hearts. You know, Resilient Love started um, October, 2019. My husband and I got married July, 2019. And so we wanted to create a platform for people to be able to just share their love story and also share their life experiences. My husband and I are advocates for marriage for millennials um, who are married because a lot of times people love to use the age factor as almost as if you're not capable or uh, able to handle the responsibility that comes with partnering with your spouse in Life's endeavors, but as we have embarked on this journey, and I know we're only two years in, we have began to um, be strengthened just through the conversations with individuals. You know, whether they are married or not, whether they're a life coach or whether they are um, just an advocate of love, life, and living it to the fullest, we have definitely gained so many wonderful stories over this time of recording the podcast. And we took a slight hiatus towards the end of this year, but we're coming back in 2022 to definitely share even more of Resilient Love. One of our main questions that we ask our guests is, how has this situation or scenario that you have shared with us made you more resilient? And when we hear the summary, everybody says unanimously, that I have been strengthened because of what I went through. or I have gained a a level of knowledge because of what I went through. And it's just an amazing journey.
0: That's wonderful, Brianna. I really appreciate that. Um, This this is one more thing before you go. So before we go, do you have any uh, Christmas magic you want to spread and share with us?
1: Christmas magic. Oh, yes. For those of you that um, want to just create those wonderful memories I have seen on social media, how people are doing like the elf on the shelf and going out and doing Christmas photos, whatever that thing is for you to have that lasting memory with your family, take advantage this holiday season and every day, because every day is a print every day that you are here is a present. And that's what makes life a gift.
0: Absolutely wonderful words of wisdom and magic thank you very much for sharing your your stories with us and thank in your person your personality with us i love your smile the ones that are going to listen to us on a regular podcast don't see it but it, you exude joy so thank you for sharing that thank you and have a great you, holiday you and your family merry christmas happy holidays and a happy new year you too Hi, everybody. We're going to have another conversation with a Christmas story, and this is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Ashley Jackson Thompson. I had her on a guest before in my podcast. You guys that have listened to the podcast and are subscribers, you will will have remembered this. Um, She has some amazing stories and some triumph over tragedy, and then she pays it forward by helping other people um, with uh, creating some amazing journeys for them uh, when they're getting married or, or other types of celebration, which is like a fantastic opportunity to make people's lives better at certain times in their life. And she did all this after some devastating personal experiences changed her life. So I'm glad to have you back on Ashley.
2: Yay. Thank you for having me again.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, So Christmas, uh, what it, I mean, there's, Everybody thinks of Christmas in several different ways. Um, You know, the people I've been talking to, they kind of share it differently across the country, actually, which is kind of unique and across the world. So let's talk about how you share Christmas. What's your favorite Christmas memory?
2: Yeah. So one of my favorite (laughs) Christmas memories is actually, uh, goodness, I believe I was about 10 or 11 and it was my first plane ride ever. Uh, my parents took my brother and I to Disney World down in Orlando, Florida, uh, and we got to just celebrate the the holiday being at Disney for the first time. And that really that trip is what really sparked my my love and my. Uh, my passion for travel, uh, at such a young age. And I remember distinctly just the different rides, uh, the, the atmosphere, the decor, uh, that they had up at the hotel at, at Disney itself for the Christmas holiday. And there's nothing like, being at Disney during Christmas, during and and with the people that you you love, uh, and just sharing that whole experience, the whole joy, and and laughing uh, <laughs> along the way of the you know having this new experience.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Um, you you wouldn't think, but a kid, Disneyland. It, Christmas all mixed together has got to be it's just an amazing experience within itself, um, especially right. from that perspective. So w- when you go to Disney to spend Christmas, um, how does Santa Claus visit?
2: <laughs> Santa Claus still showed up.
0: Santa Claus still shows up. Because <laughs> uh, there's, there's no chimneys in, in the hotel rooms, right? So the Santa still sneaks hey, in somehow.
2: That's right.
0: The magic he of figures Christmas. figures it right? out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the magic the magic of christmas how old were you
2: i was 10 and my brother was about 4 uh when we went the first time so it was a lot of firsts oh, for cool. for me for both of us really it was the first time on a plane first time to disney first time being away like during the holidays so it was a lot of firsts.
0: That's pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> That's very amazing. So, do you? Um, in, in, I'm I'm to ask you this just because I've never spent Christmas at Disneyland. Does Santa Claus do they have a a Santa Claus walking around? So if somebody else goes, so there.
2: you know, honestly, I don't remember um, if they did or not. But what I do remember is that like Mickey and Minnie had Santa suits on or she had like the Mrs. Claus um, uh, outfit on. But a distinct Santa Claus, I can't remember. Um, When I think back at that time, uh, it's it's often it brings me joy, but sometimes it can be often uh, bittersweet uh, because that's. one of the trips that I remember going on with my dad, who um, is now gone, but that that, that's the bitter of it. But the sweet of it is that he instilled him and my mom instilled in us that that experiences and memories are going to outweigh stuff. So I can't tell you, I cannot remember what, they may have gotten me as a little kid other than a bike or a Barbie dream house or, but what I can tell you is I remember going to Disney world.
0: Well, or Disney I remember, world and family. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> memories. Yeah. It, I think in, in this, I've talked to this with some of the other guests, you know, unfortunately at times Christmas gets kind of over commercialized and they forget that. Yes especially obviously with this podcast one more thing before you go you know family i mean that's the greatest gift of all when you have family and you have memories of family and you get to keep those with you and carry them forward with you i think that's more more important than than really getting gifts you know obviously getting gifts is a bonus but you know sharing that time with your family is like you know invaluable right invaluable invaluable so you have any <clears throat> Do you have any other special special favors or special traditions that you that you follow now?
2: Yeah, so you know, just just speaking of my dad and, and his passing, he's been gone for 10 years now. And we at the very first Christmas after he passed, we started a new tradition. And we he loved Christmas. So um we just knew f- it was gonna be different from here on out. So my mom, brother, and I, we started traveling during Christmas um, together. Um, And through the years, we might've stayed home maybe three or four times, Um, but for the most part, we do travel. And the the awesome part about this year is that now my husband, my bonus daughter, and my mother-in-law, are going to get to join in on the Christmas festivities and uh we are all going to to travel together and it's going to be a uh, a different uh but but bonding experience
0: Yeah that's cool. I like uh that the your uh, your term uh, a bo- uh, a bonus daughter. Yes. That's pretty cool. A bonus, daughter. I like that. <laughs> it's always nice to have a, a bonus within the family. And and uh, yours, obviously, is, has been through, it's just been through it. So, which, again, mm-hmm. uh, I'll make sure that everybody knows how to get a hold of that episode so everybody can listen to that episode to know your journey. But yes. I am so happy for you that you have this opportunity to continue to spread joy and spend it with your family and really get really get involved and, and travel. So what's it like to spend Christmas in different, I'm assuming, different states?
2: Yes, different states. Uh, well, we we tend to frequent uh, Las Vegas for Christmas because my brother now lives there. <laughs> so <March. laughs> for a few past Christmases, we've had like 50 to 60 degree weather because I'm from Ohio. So sometimes it might be wet, snowy, um, cold uh, but here in the past, we've spent it in the desert in the, the 50s and 60s. So that's been always funny. So my mom is more of the I want a white Christmas uh, <laughs> type. So um, she might just get her wish this year because we're going to go to Frankenmuth, Michigan. If anybody's been there, I I've not been totally. There. You have?
0: I've not been there.
2: Oh, okay. It. They call it little Bavaria, so it's uh, it's almost like you're stepping into Germany or Austria. Wow. It's it's really cool.
0: Um, probably I cold. Mean, you can
2: eat and shop until you drop and <laughs> that's <laughs> it's, pretty cool. It's probably, fun. Is
0: it probably cold and probably snowy because it's Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> this works, I guess. Um yeah, I I as you know, and my listeners know, I grew up in Colorado, so uh, we had plenty of white Christmases in Colorado. And yeah. living in Arizona, we had to readapt our, reinvent our Christmases. So now oh, we sure. have lights on the palm trees and things like that. And I'm okay with that because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to shovel any snow, and you know, it's all good. <laughs> so let's let's kind of share a little bit about how people. I know that um, I, I really appreciate. Uh, timeless Dreams. I think that it's a, an important aspect of life and what you do help people with. So in a positive way, um, let's talk a little bit about what, what uh, your company, Timeless Dreams, is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Timeless Dream Events was born out of my own pain. Uh, and out of my pain, I found my purpose. So uh, my my husband was given a Uh, stage four cancer diagnosis shortly after we became engaged and helping him battle uh, his cancer diagnosis, which I'm sure those that are listening, um, you've been touched by cancer in some way, whether it's yourself or someone that you love or know. Um, It's not an easy fight, especially stage four with a rare cancer. And just being his caregiver at such a young age, and not having that self care aspect for myself because I was putting my all into him and, you know, burning out and trying to plan our wedding at the same time, especially uh, planning a wedding with and for someone that uh, may not make it to the wedding is uh, very stressful, uh, needless to say. <laughs> so um, when we did get married. It was a beautiful day. It was a celebration of not just our love, but that he was even there to, to celebrate and, and, and be married. Um, and then just continuing his, his, uh, fight with cancer. He was, uh, deemed cancer free March of 2020. So we Mar- March of 2022. So in about three months, we're, believing and hoping that he's still going to be cancer-free at two years. And uh, back in July of 2020 is when I launched Timeless Dream Events to help others that may find themselves in the same predicament that I found myself in. So we help plan um, any type of event, weddings, birthdays, celebrations of life for the terminally chronically ill and their loved ones. So That is what Timeless Dream Events is. That's what we do. Um, And uh, June of this year, so June of 2021, I took my business a step further and my story a step further. And I wrote a book called uh, Lost, Travel, Found. Here's my book. Um, And it just depicts uh, my story of my last 10 years losing my father, Becoming a caregiver to my husband and my Phoenix Rising story of my self love and finding my self love and timeless dream events. So that is me, quick and <laughs> short. Um, but more, please find me on my website on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can find my book on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target's websites. I'm a little bit of everywhere. (laughs)
0: We'll we'll make sure we have some links in the show notes for everybody. So this is one more thing before you go. So do you have any words of wisdom for the Christmas or holiday for this year that you can uh, share with us?
2: Yes, please. Uh, Just be happy and joyous in the moments that you have. Don't worry about all the stuff because that's what it is, is just stuff. If you are able to be surrounded by your loved ones, whether that's family or friends or both, just relish and cherish those moments because that's what actually matters is the people that you are surrounded by and not necessarily the material things.
0: One hundred percent. Excellent words it was, <laughs> Ashley. Thank you for coming on board and sharing your favorite Christmas memories. I really appreciate it. I'm wishing you and your family a very merry Christmas, a healthy, happy, and prosperous New Year.
2: Thank you so much again.
0: Hi, for our next unique holiday memory for Christmas or Hanukkah, I have a fantastic guest from Australia. We're going to have a conversation with David Black. He was born and raised in Australia. Currently lives there. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's a producer, a film director, as well as a musician and a cartoonist. We're going to have a conversation in January about the rest of his interesting life and how he got there. He's got uh, over sixty credits on IMDb and many more projects in in the works. His unique story is the fact that he's Jewish. And we're going to share one of his favorite holiday memories, like the one where his mother put a Christmas tree up. Welcome to the show, David.
3: Oh, thanks for having me on, Michael. It's brilliant to be
0: here. You know, it, it's really, it's fun. We were talking prior to us actually starting this particular interview. And, um, I, I wish I'd have recorded all that conversation. It was great. Uh, you're, you, you, uh, I've talked to other people from Australia before, but uh, you seem to be the, uh, the most uh, joyous at the moment that uh, I've ever spoken to. <laughs> so I appreciate that.
3: Well, it's a good time of the year because I'm on end-of-year holidays, and you mentioned Christmas. Well, Christmas is everywhere. We've got the most beautiful decorations up for Christmas in Melbourne. Uh, even though we've, uh, I'm not going out a lot because of COVID, I'm seeing a lot of pictures from friends who are photographers that have gone into the city, and my God, they've done a beautiful job this year.
0: Yeah, I can imagine how 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 well you guys do a you guys do it up a lot. I mean, the city of Melbourne actually, even from from other perspectives, looks wonderful. So lighting it up like that, I think, would be fantastic to kind of experience
3: oh yeah the one thing I'm going to miss this year unless I make it um, into the city for some unknown reason is the Myers Christmas windows it's uh Myers I think it's a bit like your Macy's and uh Mm. for the something like the last hundred years they've uh, put up such an amazing display for Christmas that you get crowds it's very hard to get you have to line up for a long time to get to look at each window. Right. And they'll have things like uh, animatronics and things moving around. And the kids just get right into it when they, they'll they see something like Santa's workshop and elves moving around. And it's very clever. They spend a year and a half, roughly,
0: um, to make each one. Well, so you know, one it, that- it, it was really unique about it is uh, you guys celebrate Christmas in the summertime?
3: Oh, yes, yes. Um, We're we're used to seeing everything from overseas with snow and ice skating and reindeer and yet Christmas Day here um, can quite often be a heat wave, which does make it difficult for all of the people that dress up as Santa. I can just imagine how itchy and sweaty it is with uh, a stuck-on beard.
0: Yeah, well, their suit, everything. I mean, the the whole suit, the whole getup. I mean, I I personally would cut the uh, cut the legs off and uh, go in shorts, Santa shorts.
3: <laughs> I agree, but uh, many many years ago, and uh, I think you put it in the um, in the slide. I did. There was a Australia Post did a Christmas stamp with Santa on a surfboard. 1975 was not. Uh, 2021, people were far more conservative, and it was the most complained about stamp ever. Now, to me, that's a beautiful stamp. You've got uh, Santa in in shorts. We do have hot weather, and it was very Australian. But some people felt it was sacrilegious, or it was putting um, it it was trivialising what was an important uh, festival to them. And, of course, many of us, because it seems like um, almost a secular festival, because we have a public holiday, forget it's uh, there actually is a mass. It is a religious festival.
0: Well, it's, I just had you know, a quick view of it there. You, um, What's interesting about you get excited, I see a smile on your face, even when you're talking about yeah. it the fact that you're Jewish, but you still enjoy and love the holiday. That's a real benefit, I think, to uh, mankind around you.
3: Well, most of my Jewish friends feel the same, although there are ultra-Orthodox Jews. I am not. I do have some friends amongst them. I've never discussed Christmas because it's not something that they would probably respond to. But your average person in the street, I mean, you turn on the TV, you're going to have Christmas ads. You, you've got Christmas everywhere. And uh, in a way, it is an inclusive festival because it's about goodwill to all. And uh, when I'm walking down the street on Christmas Day, People are shouting out from across the street, Merry Christmas. And I feel good that they've said that. And I call out Merry Christmas back. I'm being included into a society that uh, was very different when I was a kid and was not so inclusive.
0: Yeah, that's where part of your story comes in, I think. You know, you have a a very unique story in dealing with uh, your family put up a Christmas tree one year.
3: Ah, yes. Well, I should start off with um, if I can give a bit of um, uh, background into Australia, say, 1972, because this was Christmas 1972. I don't want to make things sound bad. I'd like to concentrate more on the progress that we've made um, to getting to 2021 rather than how bad things were in 1972 by comparison. But uh, 1972, um, the Vatican... I think in the uh, late 60s had already had Vatican II. So as a Jew, um, uh, Catholics were officially not to be running around saying the Jews killed Jesus, uh, which is what what the attitude was before. The the Vatican II had said, no, the Jews did not kill Jesus. Getting back to Australia, Aboriginal people had only recently been given the vote and the white Australia policy had been abolished. So... uh, it's These are progressions, but you can see that um, it's, uh, as a Jew, we're outsiders. And my family came to Australia in around 1855. One branch from Poland, one branch from England. And the branch from England that came out, came out here to get away from prejudice, which of course still existed. The newspaper article on the death of can't remember how many greats are in it, but great-great-great-grandfather or great-great-great-great-grandfather said that he'd left uh, London because he was desirous of buying land. It seems Jews couldn't buy land in London. But... uh